Hello and welcome to the American Journal of Perinatology podcast series. My name is Praveen Chandrasekharan and today I will be discussing the paper titled A New Scoring System for the Assessment of Neonatal Abstinence Syndrome which was first published online on November 27, 2019. The authors of this article are Dr. Prabhakar Kocharlakota, Dr. Edward Queen, Dr. Vishwash Patel, Dr. Cosmina Manru, Dr. Rolando Villar, Dr. Gad Alpen, and Dr. Edmund Eflagama. This study was done at Elaine Kaplan Neonatal Intensive Care Unit in St. Luke's Cornwall Hospital, Newburgh, New York, under the supervision of Maria Ferrari Children's Hospital at Valhalla. The study evaluated the concordance of a new scoring system for neonatal abstinence syndrome and compare it to the traditional modified Finnegan neonatal abstinence scoring tool. The authors describe that the new scoring system is based on the physiology of withdrawal with equal emphasis on behavior and neurological signs. And the tool has a score range of 0 to 3. The scoring tool was evaluated on a control group of 202 healthy term neonates and 45 term neonates with withdrawal syndrome. The newer scoring tool and the modified Finnegan scores obtained in 45 term neonates with withdrawal were analyzed using correlation, linear regression, and receiver operator curve analysis to determine the validity, reliability, and specificity. The authors noted a high association between the newer scoring tool and the modified Finnegan scores. A cutoff score of greater than or equal to 4 using the newer assessment tool identified the neonates undergoing withdrawal with a sensitivity of 100% and specificity of 96%. The authors conclude that the newer scoring tool is reliable, valid, and correlates closely with the modified Finnegan score. Today, we will be discussing this article with Dr. Prabhakar Kocharlakota. Hello, Dr. Kocharlakota. Welcome and thank you for joining us to discuss your interesting research. Thank you, Dr. Praveen Chandrasekharan and the editors of the American Journal of Perinatology and the associate staff. Thank you for inviting me. So, this study is very interesting. And let me start off by asking, what inspired you to do this study? Yeah, I want to go back to the... what is the present problem and uh, what's the history. As you know, the neonatal abstinence syndrome, or we call it NAS, has become a major public health emergency. In the last two years, every 15 minutes, a baby is born with NAS. The incidence of NAS has gone up by more than 400%. The incidence used to be anywhere from 1 to 1.5%. per thousand live births in 2004, it has gone up to more than eight per thousand live births in 2017. The number of admissions in NICU has gone up more than fourfold. And a majority of the time, that more than 80% of the time, these babies require some kind of pharmacological treatment. And the average length of stay is anywhere from 13 to 19 days or more, depending upon the institution, and is costing a lot to the 
federal as well as state governments because most of them are Medicaid. And as you know, this is actually a clinical diagnosis. In the absence of any biomarkers, we depend on a scoring system. This is not the only controversy of the NAS. In fact, the screening is a controversial. The assessment is a controversial. Pharmacological treatment also has a many controversies. But we choose assessment because this is the one where not only we diagnose, the treatment depends on our continual assessment. And uh, as you all know, the Finnegan scoring system is the most popular scoring system in any institution across the world. Anywhere from 70 to 90% of the institutions use this scoring system. Finnegan did a fantastic job in 1975 by compiling all the signs and symptoms, or mostly signs of NAS, and she and her co-workers graded according to severity. And this system, or it's called Finnegan scoring system, or Finnegan score, is the, the most popular scoring system, and it has been there for the last 45 years. She compiled 31 signs, or 32, and which was rather modified a year later by National Institute of Drug Abuse in 1976, and they grouped under 20, 20 groups, the same signs, but into 20 groups, and they scored every two to three hours, depending upon the clinician's judgment. And this scoring system really is a benchmark for many, many years, even though American, American Academy of Pediatrics supported a Lipset scoring system, which is another scoring system, but this has become the most popular. And uh, this is really a yardstick of the management for the NAS, because not only we assess the diagnosis of NAS, but we treat depending upon the score. And uh, I will give full credit to Finnegan, Loretta Finnegan. She did an excellent job. And she helped us. She revolutionized the management of the NAS. However, the scoring system has uh, some major issues. For example, it has a long scoring system. has a more than time-consuming, more than 30 or at least two, uh, 32 signs has to be assessed every time, every three to four hours. And some of the signs are not, do not depend on the severity. For example, yawning, if the baby scores more than three times and at one time, the score goes up, same with the sneezing or mottling, which do not change by the treatment. And some of the scores are not well-defined and the subjective variability is always a question. And observer fatigue, no scoring system is done as frequently as Finnegan scoring system in any field of medicine. For example, in a, a Abgar scores, we do only at one minute, five minutes, and rarely 10 minutes or later. And Glasgow Coma scoring system, only once or twice. Other scoring systems usually done once, but this scoring system we do as much as every three hours throughout the hospital stay. And that really is a lot of strain on the part of the nursing. And most of the scoring system are almost always done by the nurses. But physicians do not do it, but depending on their scoring, we change the treatment. So I put a lot of strain on the nurses, and I feel 
sad. We did not change for the last 45 years. In fact, Dr. Finnegan herself said, this is a research tool, and this needs to be modified in future and changed it and redundant or duplicated items should be removed and should be modified. But unfortunately, nobody has really done. There are other scoring systems, but they were, again, not popular. And some of the people who modified the modified Finnegan scoring system, again, there's only, only one institution or two institutions who practice it. And many people have suggested it, or rather recommended it, frequent training, which is not possible because uh, to train every six months. Because one of the authors, Patrick, did the study. In the absence of training every six months, there's no improvement in the scoring at all by anybody. And as a result, some institutions start using two scoring systems, one for assessment and one for the management. The second thing is uh, there are no strict criteria at what level, at what score, use the treatment. Some authors use a score of eight, other one score of nine. Some people use a 10. Some people wanted a two times score of eight or three times eight. Or some other authors used a score of 12 times two or a score of eight times three. And some people do not mention when they start treatment. So there's a lot of variation when to use, how to use it, and it itself is, again, as I told you, laborious, time-consuming, and requires a frequent training. And even if the training is given, Timson et al. has shown that only 60% of the people, they were able to reach the attainable goal, and even that did not persist longer. So as it, this became as a common practice, everybody knows the drawbacks, but still, we use the same scoring system. In fact, the NAS become the, sorry, length of stay of NAS has become the most common diagnosis in some of the hospitals. And as a result, and because we're not changing and we are prolonging the treatment, we thought we want to change the assessment or we want to modify the assessment system. And uh, we also looked at other systems from the Lipsage or Greens and Austrians, and also even the latest by the Grossman from Yale. And uh, he used a, a novel method of uh, eat, sleep, and console. Uh, the baby can sleep for one hour, eat for an ounce, or uh, a formula, or at least uh, be consolable 10 minutes, that would be fine. But even that scoring system lacks uh, objectivity. And also when the authors compared, when there's a, when non-pharmacological interventions were not included, that system also did not change the length of treatment or the length of stay. So we, as a group, we thought uh, we should have a better system. We have a more physiologically based system and we wanted a user-friendly system. That's why we conceptualized this idea. Thank you for giving us an overview on the unit abstinence scoring tools and explaining the basis for your study. How easy was it to implement the scoring tool? And would the results be different if it involved neonates with withdrawal admitted to nursery or mother-baby unit? That's a good question. The reason why we use the NICU, 
because we found 60% of the babies with NAS that required admission to the NICU, more than 60%, either because of the respiratory problem or they have because of the feeding issues or there's other infective issues or social problems or multiple comorbidities or sometimes they are 37 weeks, they're not doing well or other issues. They, even though we tried, we had to admit into the NICU. And we started actually in the newborn nursery. Initially, we started using in the newborn nursery and we tried with the normal newborns first. And these nurses, most of them are experienced nurses. They know what's Finnegan's scoring system and we gave them this scoring system and their scores were pretty good. And it means that the normal babies, their scores, 90% of the time, the scores were zero. Wow, that is, we thought, you know, wow, that's really good. Only four baby babies, they score a four, and almost all of them, you know, were less than four. That's one thing. And, yeah. and was there a difference in timing for the scores done using your newer tool compared to the modified Finnegan scores? Did the nurses, uh, do you think the nurses found it easier with nine categories explained in your scoring system as compared to many categories in the modified Finnegan score? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a very good question. Yeah, what we did, we made it easier for the nurses. And what we did, we made a, what is normal? This is normal. This is a zero. Do you have nothing to worry? And unless Finnegan scoring system, there's no normality in Finnegan scoring system. The scoring system, yes or no. Once we made it, three scoring for the physiological scoring system, like behavior, sleeping, crying, and feeding. Then we started three neurological system and three atomic nervous system. We made them into an Excel sheet. And in fact, it is more like an app. It's much easier to do. They have to score, click mark or tick mark in the paper or in the computer, uh, whichever they present, each cell, each row has to be, one cell has to be selected. Maybe zero, maybe one, two, or three, whichever way one. And they have to select one cell in each row. They cannot escape it, and they cannot duplicate it also. So that makes it less than a minute, even less than 30, 40 seconds, and the nurses were doing it. And they felt this three times or four times less time, easier to do it, and very quick. That gave more autonomy to the nurses. They felt very free that, oh, this is a much better than the Finnegan scoring system, which used to do, do all the things, click mark and do all the things. Second, if they know, don't know, they press on it, or if they go to paper sheet, what is the scoring system, how to do it. That is there a part of the scoring system. So that gives them much more freedom and easy to use, and you can always check look at the definitions, and, and easy to total the scoring also. They don't have to add anything. Automatically, it can be added, or it can be easily computable. So that makes a nurse's job much easier, because we don't want to blame the nurses for the higher score, because there is wide variation in scoring between one person to another person. Even among the physicians, the residents doing the score, it's difficult to do it. So that is... We took the responsibility on that part, and we started implementing this one. And did you also see that the variation about the subjective assessment between providers 
where were they different or you found that the provider assessment were actually spot on in other words were there inter provider variability between the nurses when they did the scoring yeah actually we, we did only half of it or maybe less than half of it what we did when we started doing the inter rate of reliability it came almost 100% after wow. almost like a 200 observations the irb said you know, you know we want to take the burden out of nurses because two nurses are assessing each patient they said no this is too much for them to do it and then the authors have to agree because there's a lot of work for them i they have to call on the nurse to do it and also the frequency of doing we brought down slightly we don't have to do it every 3 hours between 3 to 5 hours the baby awake do it if the baby sleeping don't disturb so that autonomy we gave to the nurses that made them in in under be between 3 and 5 hours it is less frequently the baby sleeping for longer time it's fine if baby is awake only do it that we gave that responsibility and autonomy so that made them easy for the assessment also it sounds like it's a it's an easily easy tool that can be readily implemented and i believe that the nurses at your place have developed a liking towards the scoring system so on those lines could you please explain more about your results and the impact that it has had in your hospital yeah we still we are going back to the irb and right now we are still using the both the scoring systems and this is again i tell you only three in the central nervous system three autonomic nervous system science and three behavioral nervous system science and when we did we had almost 3500 observations we made it on the 3000 yeah 3000 observations we made it 3200 and we used uh, for more than 45 patients as long as the babies are here and most of them are that the opiates like the methadone or buprenorphine or heroin and just like in phenylalanine scoring tone is a major problem tone is a, we also include subjectivity we don't want to take out the nurses assessment so we include the subjectivity of the tone and it is still sometimes maybe difficult to use the tone but we show the pictures how they test the tone so that is the one advantage they had it and followed by the sleep and cry these are the two major things and really are the problem with the elevated temperature but again the tachypnea or respiratory problem is very very common among these and when we did the average score was around 5 and the average finnegan score or modified finnegan neonatal option scoring tools was 10 and they almost correspond 80 to 90% of the times they go hand in hand with the same way and so that's what we thought to reliable and any score of more than 4 is a diagnostic and score of 5 times 2 we thought is right for the treatment and we did a multiple tests to show and we had a good statistician and he made us to run every test in the test book of statistics and we ran everything and we put it in our paper and you can see in American Journal of Perinatology I'm not sure which month it is coming up but we did the Pearson correlations Pearman correlation and you know from t-test to everything and this we found it to be much useful much simple 
with a uniform scoring system and gradual increase of scoring grading and we found it to be less time consuming and easy to use and easy to interpret great so have you made a scoring system the standard of care at your hospital this is in the irb we i think at the end of this month they were they were waiting for the paper to be published till the time they don't want to give the approval and we have the approval then we sent it to them and they are going to approve properly by the end of this month when which at which time we going to randomize and see a either finnegan scoring system or an a scores which is rather easy to remember especially for the medical students or even anybody the physicians an a scores that's what the n for neonatal the neural tone a for ihs tremors and s for abnormal movements like seizures or seizure like symptoms and an a scores s for sleep c for crying and Uh, oral feedings and lastly respiration elevated temperature and the stools that's easy to remember and they can score easily also on those lines we see that the study only included neonates who had withdrawal from maternal opiate use how will the scoring tool help if neonates had withdrawal from other maternal substance use that is a limitation we do not did not use it so far in non opioid that's a, i agree with you that's a major limitation we always want to use whether we can use it for any marijuana or cocaine but we did not and irb did not approve it so we used only for the uh, opioid patients only i agree that is uh, one of the drawbacks of this system it's interesting that you implemented the scoring system in normal newborns and so when you did that was there any other interesting finding besides the one that you have already published in the paper where there were there providers who were scoring regular term control babies higher than they should probably do yeah but actually i am not sure but the nurses liked it that that is actually our irb was slightly stricter and they said they will not want to use it unless you use normal newborns so when i went back to, when they went to the nurses and they were happy to start to use it and that made other people also to follow but to your question did you find anything new no the problem with the oral feedings breastfeed mothers sometimes they scored high because the problem is the feeding they are not that good especially with the primary the scores were really high mostly because of the breastfeeding other than that we did not find anything else the oral feeding was a um, the major changing that the higher scores also the two of the babies had a score of 3 and other things are which which less common very rarely have the problem with the temperature problem or stool respiration there's not any issues no did not find anything else interesting and so moving forward do you intend to use your neuro scoring tool and do a multi center trial just like each sleep and console yeah exactly we want to use this one and we are approaching the various institutions but anybody else who wants to participate or use it we welcome and we like to use this scoring 
score because the reason is that uh, what we found that uh, a majority of our patients they stay in the NICU while ESC scoring system majority of the times they are in the pediatric floor so that is a, a different approach while we think that we have uh, especially our uh, pediatricians are not interested to treat these babies then as one they have multiple problems second they have social issues third it's a chronic patients which they don't want to take care of them as a result when we try to give it to the pediatricians they don't want to take it so they're coming back for some reason or other so we have to use an na in the nicu so in the nicu we think this is a much useful and we'd like to use a randomized control trial to each institution as they having because they can control in the same way what they manage with the one is the finnegan scoring one arm and na scoring another arm and then we can all compile together and see the results yes we'd love to have one great i look forward to reading your randomized control trial sometime soon dr kochala kota thank you very much for joining us once again for this american journal of perinatology podcast series and i look forward to learn more about your future research thank you yeah thank you for giving me the opportunity to participate in american journal of perinatology and my special thanks to dr pravin chandra sekran as well as ms lee and all the editorial staff as well as the editorial board members thank you american journal of perinatology that was the american journal of perinatology podcast thank you for listening You can find out more about the journal at www.tima.com forward slash AJP or check out our Facebook and Twitter pages. If you enjoyed our podcast, please rate us on iTunes and join us next time.